y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Murder Mosas. I'm Day. You're I'm Re. And I'm Ruby. I hope y'all liked her last week. <laughs> she back for good, y'all. Yes, here I am. Here I am. <laughs> oh Lord, what a I'm day! I'm so what excited. <clears throat> she works here now, so there's that. Yes, <laughs> I'm on too. payroll. I, it's official. <laughs> Done the background check. Everything. Like I'm official. Waiting on the drug test. Waiting on the drug test. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's an ugly laugh. <laughs> uh, what are what are you drinking, Ruby? Um, the same as I drank last week. You gotta switch it up. Yeah. Well, I took two tequila shots before this, so I have that going for me. I guess that's okay. What are you drinking, Reem? Oh, man. (laughs) Delicious (laughs) water. (laughs) (laughs) My sister got one of those, uh, one of those gallon things. Drinking water, drinking water. Those things are fucking huge. Trying to get my life together. Yeah, trying to get my life together. I feel that. I feel that. I'm drinking champagne, though. So. (laughs) Not not quite. Classy, bougie, ratchet. Sassy, moody, nasty. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all see Megan the got shot? (laughs) You know what? I'm really confused about, so like, why would Tori, is it Tori Lane? Like, why would he shoot her? I'm so confused. <laughs> They're still saying that's that's who everybody thinks shot her, but like, he was the only person well, in the car. I don't think anymore, I don't think. He was the only person in the car besides her and her friend. Huh. Um, but did y'all see the video of her? She's yeah. like stumbling. Yeah. He shot her in the foot. I'm so sorry. I just don't. That's crazy. And you know, Tory Lane's like yeah, five two. Like I just... he's five two. <laughs> he is tiny. He is a small fella. He uh, really is, and she damn near six feet. So I don't know. I don't know. Just the whole situation is just weird. I guess like that's he is quite the small fry. I guess that's what he could I mean, But maybe that's why he shot her in her feet. He realized I probably can't beat her. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, he's closest to her feet. If he's 5'2 and she's almost <laughs> six foot, like, might as well just go for the feet or the kneecaps. <laughs> I don't know. I want to know what happened. Like, I wish I was a fly on the wall in that car because, like, I want to know just what led up to all this because. He's he's like canceled forever. You shot Meg, like. Oh, I'm, oh, yeah. That's not cool. Not that I was a huge fan of his anyway, but that's crazy. Don't. I don't like. I don't like when people get big veneers. Is that him? That ain't even Texas. him. That's Bryson Tiller, you dumbass. No, oh, is it? She's talking about don't. That is not Tory Lane. <laughs> I can't tell the two motherfuckers apart either. So. See, there we go. Wait, what, that. what fucking song did you pull up? You just sang Don't by Bryson Tiller. Tory Lanez. Let me look at Apple well, Music. <laughs> literally his like yeah. most popular, I don't even but I feel like I've heard music by him. Like I'm super confused. Let me see. Wow, I just nobody cancel me. This is an Oh. <laughs> uh, 
Nope. They, they, they found, oh, he I mean, got that one, and it's like, you don't gotta do more than just say it. <gasps> okay, I think that's okay. him, right? That's who, okay. Sure. Why not? I mean, I don't see why I can't be him. <laughs> you said it, so shall it be. I'm pretty sure that. I don't know. It's a good song. No. But yeah, don't. that's like the only song I know. I've been listening to Aerosmith for like three or four days, so I don't fucking know nothing about neither one of them. Nothing about I don't know. Nothing. <laughs> I don't know nothing about nothing. There we go. Oh, Lord. Well, now we know that Tory Lane's got one song. I think he's seen that. So he's in that one song that's like, what's happening? You know, that'd be on TikTok. It's like a remix of it. I think, I don't know. Let's quit because we don't know what we're talking about. I just um, I know Chris Brown. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Um, I guess we can go ahead and get started. I guess we have to like kind of just figure out who's gonna go first every week now since there's three of us. Second longest second. Second longest second. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Let's have Ruby go first this week. Oh, Woo! Thank you, thank you, everyone. It's your, it's your initiation. You gotta go first. <laughs> I'm gonna try. There's not like too much information about it. There's just like long paragraphs. So I'm gonna try and just like skim, skim. Um, I can't really even pronounce the last name of the person. Um, Judy Winoano, aka the Black uh-huh. Widow. Okay. Just the nickname and everything. I thought I would look up some crazy bitch for my first official, <laughs> my first official episode. Um, so basically just like quick backstory. Um, so she spent her early years when she was little, like she was born in Texas, unfortunately. Um, her mom died when she was four and she had a brother. And after that happened, they were sent to live with her grandparents for whatever reason. And then her dad remarried. And she claimed that her dad and stepmother abused and starved her and forced her to work as their slave. So that's early childhood trauma. Um, At the age of 14, she was sent to prison for two months after she attacked her father, father, stepmother, and two stepbrothers. Um, When she was released, she chose to attend reform school. And she graduated and she became a nursing assistant. What year is this? Um, so when she graduated, it was 1960. So it's kind of like. Okay. Because you're talking about reform school. I'm like, that got to be like a minute like, ago. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is like a few years ago. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. So like after that, she, when she graduated, she gave birth to a son by some just like random guy. Whatever. And the son's name was Michael. So two years later, she married an Air Force officer named James. Um, They lived in Orlando, and they had a daughter, I guess, and then um, Michael, who James adopted, which is super sweet. Um, In 1971, a few months after James returned home from a tour of duty in Vietnam, he suffered from mysterious symptoms and was admitted into the hospital. And then James passed away, and Judy collected his insurance policy money. I bet um, she did. <laughs> later that same year, her house caught on fire, and she collected the additional insurance money. 
More money, more money. <laughs> so we see where this is going. The following year, she began dating this man named Bobby Joe. And when he moved to Colorado in 1977, Judy and her children just moved up there with him. And then a few months later, he suffered from mysterious symptoms and was admitted to the hospital. And then he, they released him, but then, like, short after, he collapsed at home, then was back in the hospital, and then died two days later. She then collected the insurance policy on him. Wow. She's just... So then, a couple of years later, Judy's son, Michael, he joined the U.S. Army and was stationed in Georgia. On his way to Georgia, he stopped to visit Judy in Florida. So I guess they, like, moved back. And then shortly after arriving, he began to show symptoms of poisoning, and the doctors found high levels of arsenic in his blood. Wait, wait, this is our son? Yeah. Oh, God. So then a few weeks later, Michael's muscles and his arms and legs had atrophied to the point that he could not use his hands and required metal braces on his legs to walk. So then he was discharged from the army and then moved back with his mom. Then in May of 1980, Judy took her son, Michael and James to out on a canoe, the river, the canoe overturned and James and Judy were able to swim to the shore, but Michael drowned because he had like the he heavy- had no mix. Yeah. He had the heavy braces That's not on his funny. That's not funny. He had the heavy the fuck out. Right? So he drowned and after the accident, Judy collected twenty thousand dollars from his military life insurance policy. Balling. Oh, how much money like did she? Okay, never mind. Continue. So, so, well, they probably had smaller policies back then. Like today, somebody probably would have had like, because I know in the Air Force, when I was in the Air Force, our policy was like four hundred thousand um, dollars. But I'm pretty sure back then they were probably a little less. Yeah, so that's probably why she's well, yeah, doing the, it. She's not getting enough money. Yeah, but the cost of living was lower though too. So. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Hmm. So after Michael's death, Judy opened her own beauty salon um, and then began dating a man named John, who's a businessman in Florida. Tell me what happened uh, to James? James. <laughs> uh, no, James was her other son. Oh, I thought that was her husband. Okay, I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like, it's just like, that's why she's called the Black Widow because, yeah. So anyway, so she started dating John. And then they got engaged in October of eight, or 18, 1982. And Judy got him to, to agree on taking a life insurance policy out on each other. And then um, Judy convinced him to start taking special vitamins. And after a while, he obviously did not feel better from the vitamins. And then he went, he felt ill and went to the hospital. And then when he was in the hospital, he wasn't taking the vitamins and he was feeling better. But like he never like suspected Judy of poisoning him. Um, and then a year later, John was on his way to the liquor store when his car mysteriously exploded. Wow. Wow. I wouldn't. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess during his recovery, I guess he didn't die. Um, police began to find several discrepancies in her back in Judy's background and then further investigation revealed that she had been giving him pills, which contain arsenic. 
And then this raised suspicion and led to the ex exhumations, I can't even, of her son, Michael, her first husband, her ex-boyfriend, Bobby Joe. And then um, it was determined that each man had been a victim of arsenic poisoning. Until the car bombing, Judy had not been investigated at all in any of this. <laughs> So then, in 1984, she was convicted for the murders of Michael and the attempted murder of John. And then, in 1985, she was convicted of the murder of James. She received a 12-year sentence for the John case and a life sentence for her son. Girl, I thought you were about to say she only got 12 years for all of that. <laughs> so yeah. wait. <laughs> and then a death sentence for James. And she was also convicted of multiple counts of grand theft and multiple acts of arson as means to gain insurance money. Um, she was suspected of several other deaths, including 1974 murder in Alabama and the 1980 death of her boyfriend, Gerald. And then her, okay, so her involvement in those deaths were, not, were never proven, but by the time she was suspected, she was already on death row. So all in all, she collected a reported $240,000 in insurance money. She never, yeah. admitted to, she never admitted to any of the killings. And then in 1998, she was 54. She became the first woman executed in Florida since 1848. And the third executed in the United States since the reinstatement of it. And that's hmm. Black Widow. <laughs> man, I had to look oh. her up, man. And, what was her and name? I thought she was going to be a fox. Judy, Judy. Bueno Judy. Bueno. so it's like bueno. if you if you put in Black Widow and Judy, it'll pop up. But I really wanted her to be a fox. I did. She was like I a man, to be a foxy lady, and now I'm upset that everybody got duped. She's a damn Aries. That's why she's so goddamn crazy. Mm -hmm. She was born April fourth. Mm How -mm. she get all these mm. men looking like this? <laughs> Dude, it was like back to back to back. How did nobody like everyone around her is just like dying? And you're not going to expect oh so yeah well if it was social media she probably would have been on instagram stunting so they probably would have caught her faster but you know <laughs> in, the, in the 80s nobody's paying attention to that shit wow 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 okay okay yeah. i guess i'll go next um this week, I'm talking about, uh, what is this man's name? Dennis Ryder, also known as B, I almost said B2K. <laughs> B2K okay. or the BTK okay. Strangler. <laughs> um, and BTK stands for a blind torture kill, um, where he killed 10 people that we know of between 1974 and 1991. Um, he was born in 1945 in Kansas. He's one of four sons. Um, he had like the typical weird childhood where he resented his mom. He said that his mom didn't care about him and all that. Um, it's always the money it's, issue. <laughs> he had a, a lot of sadistic uh, sexual fantasies and he wanted to torture quote-unquote helpless women um and this is as a kid like he's doing going through all this stuff right here um and he was also into cross-dressing uh where he would wear women's clothes while watching them get dressed and fantasize about killing them and such 
Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But, you know, just like everybody else, of course, everybody saw him as a normal person, normal kid, well-mannered, you know. Um, his first murder was January 15th, uh, 1974. He killed the Otero family. Uh, their ages were 38, 33, 9, and 11. Uh, so they killed the mom, dad, and two kids. Um, their 10th grade daughter found all of her family dead. Um, and then after his first murder, killing all those people, he, of course, continues to kill. Um, and he, I guess back then, obviously, they didn't really have like social media and stuff. So his thing was he really wanted media attention. And he actually gave himself the BTK uh, name. Um, he was killing people and whatnot, but he was also sending letters and taunting news stations and cops and stuff. And like, oh, you should look into this. You should look into that. Um, but I mean, all of his all of his uh, his murders and stuff were considered to be cold cases um, up until two thousand four. Um, in March of 2004, and I don't know if I said he was from Kansas and lived in Kansas and whatever, um, but March of 2004, the Wichita Eagle got a letter, um, with the return address, and he, he's freaking weird because the return address was addressed, was supposed to be addressed to Bill Thomas Kilman, like, this the name, it just, it was just weird to me, I was like, okay, um, but in the letter, he says that he killed Vicky Weggerly. I think it's how you spell her name, how you say her name, in 1986. And of course, 1986, you know, they didn't have any DNA and whatnot. But um, up until this point, they didn't even think that she was a victim of this quote-unquote BTK killer. But they were able to, 2004, you know, DNA is, is they're starting they're able to start testing DNA and stuff so they test DNA under his under her fingernails and he worked like a whole bunch of odd jobs and I think at one point he was like in like a state position and of course they uh what's the word I'm looking for they do like fingerprints and DNA and all that stuff for for different things so some reason they had his his stuff in the system and was able to match the dna under her fingernails to him so he ended up getting arrested in 2005 february 2005 and when he was getting interrogated um he was letting he let them know that he was actually in the about to kill somebody else he had been stalking somebody and waiting for the right moment to kill him and they interrupted him uh why you guys got me (laughs) right uh, then uh, February 28th, um, he was charged with 10 counts of first-degree murder for the different people that he admitted to, um, and he ended up receiving 10 life sentences, um, serving a minimum of 175 years. I don't know who's living that long or anything, but that's his <laughs> minimum so sentence. Yeah, I don't get why they don't ever just say life. Like, yeah, you can't put like multiple life sentences on top of people. It just it's weird. It's but. like you have life in prison plus two hundred years for like. Are you like damning my soul when you're like? Do, like <laughs> well, that means they have to get buried at the prison. So, <laughs> mm. 
you're never getting out of here. Oh no, man! I just like randomly found him on the internet. I was, I, I think I literally googled like different states, and I was like, famous Kansas killer. That's like the first state that came to mind besides Texas. Oh, Kansas <laughs> got plenty. Up. Have mm-hmm. you watched? Have you watched Mindhunter? Yeah, I think I've watched some of it. So. I'm upset because I don't know when, like, the next season will be out or if they've even filmed it, but, like, they're, I think from, like, the first season, like, they've been kind of, like, building up to the BTK killer because, like, around that time where the show's, like, based off of is when he kind of was, like, starting his killing. So to, like, go back from, like, the what's going on with the FBI and them, like, interrogating serial killers to, like, him, like, starting his killings, and so they've been, like doing that so I think that's who they were doing it off of I'm pretty sure interesting interesting I think I watched like a few episodes and then I just never really got back into it I feel like I started watching it before I had Parker and then I had Parker and just forgot about it everything all I do is watch (laughs) Disney movies now so we got 50 movies here I refuse to watch a cartoon Next. Okay, so <laughs> so y'all heard of that uh, the saying going postal. Mhm. Okay, so that's where we're going here. Uh, my guy, <laughs> my guy is Patrick Cheryl, and he is the reason why that saying exists. Um. This happened in Edmond, Oklahoma. He is a Scorpio. Crazy um, I feel like we all <laughs> crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what everybody thinks happened, this is what everybody thinks his motive is, and I'm, I'm pretty sure they're spot on. So what they think happened, so he was working at the post office for about a year and a half. Um, at a time where it was really like they were trying to like push production hard, like y'all got to get this done, get this done. And um, they were laying people off, I guess. And he had been disciplined the day before by um, two supervisors. So um, at about 645, maybe a little bit after 7, he walked into his job uh, at the post office, and he didn't waste no time. Like, he ain't chit-chat. He ain't talk nobody up. Nothing. He went in there on a mission. He had a Coke 45, another 45, and a 22. Oh. Also, also, he, um, he was in the Marines and was an expert marksman. And he was part of the National Guard pistol team. So he was he ready. He was prepared. He was trained. He was real ready. He, he was, was, he was <laughs> real ready. Um, so he walked, so immediately he walked in. He saw the one supervisor he was looking for, shot and killed him. Like no hesitation, just boom. So then he went to look for the other supervisor. Luckily, the other supervisor had slept late. He overslept. So by the time he woke up, the whole, the whole series of events was over. See, that but, was um, God. That was nothing but God. For real. <laughs> for real. 
Somebody turned off that boy alarm clock. So, uh, so he was looking for Bill, couldn't find Bill, and uh, so he found somebody else. Shot and killed that one. Quick. So it was like a hundred and some people there. And you know, I, I'm pretty sure a post office, like you know, they in there packaging stuff and you know making sure stuff is sorted correctly and they start hearing gunshots so people were running you know trying to hide um some some guy he even uh pretended to be dead and like laid amongst the rest of the bodies um that'd be something i would came. do Probably I'm bitch, I'm playing dead. Time. I don't give a fuck. Like I will be yeah. the most still yeah. thing in the room. <laughs> so he was going through, he was people was on the desk, he was shooting, he's going up on the desk shooting them. He was making sure he made whatever point he was trying to make. Um so the police thought you thinking he's still alive, they trying to negotiate. Like, come on out, buddy. He had already killed himself. So they was talking to nobody for like 45 minutes. They was talking to the man that was uh, playing dead. He the only one that was that could hear him. <laughs> yeah, so he ended up, in the end, he ended up killing 15 people. Six were injured. And uh, he killed himself. And they said when they walked in, it was just like horrible. Like it was blood everywhere. Like it was like a like a horrible sight. It's like one of the top ten mass shootings. I'm pretty sure some more have come along that are pushing him out the way, but they now have a memorial in front of the post office dedicated to all the victims. And he also like he even tried to get switched, tried to get transferred. And maybe if the transfer would have went through this wouldn't happen. But he had called the union officials and was like, yo, they are on my neck. Like, I, I need to go somewhere else. And just didn't happen fast enough. But he was not having it. Whatever, whatever they told him not to do the day before, he didn't like it. That's crazy. That's sad. I mean, like, people have pissed me off at work, but I've never thought of, like, People piss me off at work every day. I mean, I think you about know how much these people piss me the fuck off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I ain't never thought about just going up there and shooting them out. Like, some of them get real close. I might want to hit them a little bit, but I don't want to kill them. Slow one, two. One, two. Oh, slow one, two. That's it. That's all they need. <laughs> what the fuck? God dang. That's why I'd be nice to everybody at work. Shit. <laughs> For real. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, hey, you all right? <laughs> all right now. <laughs> For real, know. that's why you got to be nice to everybody because <laughs> you yeah, never know you what someone's going know. through when they just about to come up, pop, hop. And, you know, they're going to be like, you know what? Ree was nice to me. I'm going to let her live. She was nice as shit. Well, she that, brought me food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, like, you could be the one, like, smile or hello that keeps them from even doing it. Or like yeah. having just like that awful mental breakdown. Like you could be that person. Instead, some people are be me. That's why folks better be um, a little nicer uh, upon coming back <laughs> from the from this little uh, COVID thing. When people start coming back to work, they still gonna be a little in their feelings. 
Mm-hmm. Well, Fessa, good thing I'm always working from home, so be kind. <laughs> huh? Kind words. Um, I always lose my train of thought. Um, I guess that will conclude this week's episode. Um, let us know how y'all like Ruby. Because we can kick her off, you know. It's fine. Don't do it. (laughs) If you just like tell Dalen and Shree specifically, because again, I my feelings will be hurt and I'll cry. (laughs) 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 Too sensitive and emotional for that. (laughs) Lord, Um, make sure y'all follow us on Instagram at Murdermoses. Help us get some some followers and such tell all your friends and family and um co-workers that you like or don't like so they can hear yes. them. So. <laughs> i don't care if you like them they need to like us <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but uh y'all have a good week oh i was about to say a good weekend just kidding it's monday it's monday for y'all have a good week <laughs> We'll see y'all next week. Brianna Taylor. Bye. Rest of the class. Yes.